0: Welcome to The Wholehearted Business Show, I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. This week, we're going to be talking all about planning for your business in 2022. So if you're anything like me, as we start to get towards the end of the year, my brain starts to kind of go into, oh, so what do I want to be focusing on next year? How do I want to feel? What do I want my business to look like? And I find all of that very motivating and inspiring. If you're listening to this and planning in general doesn't float your boat, like, that's fine. I mean, you can still listen to this, obviously. You might get some tips, but that's totally fine. I think what tends to happen, certainly at the start of January, is that you get two camps. You get people who are really shit on planning and goal setting or, you know, New Year's resolutions of any kind. And then you've got people who are well into it. And I'm kind of somewhere in between that. And my version of planning is one which appreciates the fact that all sorts of stuff can happen. If any of us have learned anything over the last two years, we know that the shit can hit the fan and things can change very, very quickly, you know, thanks to the pandemic and everything. So my approach to planning is basically about putting things in place and planning for the outcomes that I want based on things like my personal values, my core desired feelings, which I'm going to get into in a little while, and also in my version of success. And I really think that when you plan, you give yourself the best opportunity to achieve those things. Now, the example I like to use around planning and how to hold your plan lightly is around having a birth plan. So when I was pregnant with my daughter, I planned to have a home birth. You know, the home birth boxes all arrived, you know, I got past 37 weeks and then it didn't happen. I was bleeding. I had to go in and everything was fine. It wasn't a big dramatic thing, but I didn't have the home birth. And you know what? I was absolutely fine. I wasn't asked. Like all of the midwives were coming in like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Because I'd never got so attached to that plan that it was the end of the world when it didn't happen. And I appreciate that there's lots of things that can happen, especially in birth, that means that plan might not happen. But if I hadn't planned for home birth, like if I hadn't said to the midwife, I would like a home birth and and put plans in action, it would have never happened at all. And this is a bit like how I view planning in all aspects of life, really, is that if we don't put plans in place, we're not giving ourselves the best opportunity of achieving the things that we want, the outcomes that we want to achieve. So I think we can do that, but I think we can have an appreciation that life is going to happen. I mean, God knows if the last two years has taught us anything is that some things are just out of our control, like global pandemics. Have a plan, but hold it lightly is one of my mantras. It's one of the things that I say. It's it's a thing. And I find that really, really helpful. And also when you do that, what you're not doing is you're leaving a bit of space for... Magic. Being taken on an unexpected journeys, a bit of things happening that you didn't think would happen, but they're actually awesome. It just gives you a bit of space for that. And I am a bit of woo. And I think when we plan and, and don't leave any space for that, then we're not letting the universe roll in exploring what is possible for us. So I think it's really good to have a plan but hold it lightly. Now, things you can start to think about at this time of year, and it depends on where you are in your business. I mean and it depends on how you feel as well like some years are really like just getting into like the foundations of things and for me the foundations are things like what work are you enjoying what is your zone of genius what is your version of success which i think are the fundamentals of getting to know who you are and knowing what you want but after a few years i think like for me now i kind of know what that is and i had a big epiphany like i was starting to do some journaling around 2022 And I had this massive epiphany. So a few years ago, I did The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. Do check that out if you haven't. It's a really great book. And I did it and then didn't revisit it for a lot of years. And it just came really flooding back. So my core desire feelings haven't changed that much. And I mean, she does suggest that you revisit it. But honestly, for me, they kind of like are what they are. And I don't have to do the work of revisiting that every year. Basically... The premise of this, so the approach that Danielle has, is that when we set goals and when we set intentions, ultimately what we want is we want to feel a certain way. So if we want more money, it's okay, so what does that feel and just having that more money give us? Is it safety? Is it abundance? Like what is underneath that or is it what the money will buy us? It's looking under the goals. And I think this is such a powerful thing because it really does come into business as well. So my core designed feelings are creativity. It really comes into business. Massively, it is, I'm trying to remember now because I haven't got them written down in front of us, connection. And what I've realised is that connection is such a big one. So for me, it's connection with nature, it's connection in relationships and it's connection with myself. When I first did the desire map, I had things like like Hooger, and I can't remember the other ones. But essentially, when I look back, it all boils down to those things. And I think those are basically it. I think creativity, connection to nature, connection to myself and connection to my relationships. It was really useful for me to identify these things and to think like they haven't really changed that much. So to go back to my initial point... I think you will know whether or not you want to go back to the real core of who you are and what you want to achieve in your life and I don't necessarily think you have to do that every year is what I want to say but it can be good to revisit it even just to check in on it and see if anything's changed I think can be really powerful but yes the desire map is really good and I think this really comes in business as well. So part of that I think is looking at your version of success and like I say I've got quite a clear version of success, I know what that looks like for me. If you don't, then I would definitely just sit down and do some journaling and let that kind of evolve. And it's basically, what is it that you want to achieve in your life? It can be like, how do you physically want things to look? It can be, how do you want your day to look? You know, how do you want to feel? And getting that down can be really helpful and like I said that's a bit of a fundamental thing. Another thing that I think is really useful when it comes to planning is not to see your life as quite so separate from your business. So I always do my planning and my rituals around this. And and there really are rituals. I will block a day out in my calendar in December and I will have candles and I will have something nice to eat and drink and I will sit down with notepads and tarot cards and all sorts of shit and I will plan. And it is glorious. I love it so much. But yeah, when I do it, I do it as a whole person. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably get me and what I'm about. And I think that I can't see these bits of separate elements of myself and I do bring my whole self into my, my business and into my work so I really try and see how these things interlink and and this is a, another way that the core desire feelings come in because is my business and are the goals that I have in my business going to help me facilitate those core desire feelings so if I'm making more money in my business is that so for example that we can do work on our house because that's part of my expression of creativity is having more time in my business going to support me, my connection to in my relationships? Where are the goals kind of leading to and really linking them in with who you are and what it is that you want to feel? So I think that can be really helpful to tie those strings together a little bit. And then, like I say, I think it can be useful to set some goals and intentions. And it doesn't have to be like, I think often we have like an income goal. I always have a bit of a rough income goal that I want to achieve. But it's not always necessary or helpful. It really depends on you and your business. But I think it's good to have other things like metrics of how much income or how many people are on your list or what traffic are you getting to your website or how many followers you have on Instagram. They can be helpful indicators of growth, but they're not, to me, they're not outcomes in their own right. I think they're they're just signposts of what's going on, really. But I think having some goals and intentions can be really powerful and can be motivating, again, depending on where you're at. But you just don't want to hold them too tightly really. I think that's the important thing is that you leave some space for exploration around all of this stuff as well. And then once you have some goals and intentions, I think you can look at the year ahead and perhaps map them into quarters. So the way that I've traditionally planned is that I will plan a quarter at a time. However, (laughs) this is one of my weird things, it, it doesn't quite, <laughs> I'm just laughing because it, it's just, I'm just so weird. I find like the quarter, you know, the quarter, which is like July, August, September. Like, I, I don't like that quarter. Why is that a quarter? It really annoys me that you've got summer and you've got the amazing fresh start that is September and you've got like July and August stuck on the front. That annoys me. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> And it just, and that really pisses me off. So I do like quarterly planning, but that really gets on my wick and I don't like it. (laughs) So that annoys me about quarterly planning. Literally that thing. I suppose what I'm saying is my relationship with time and how I chunk it up does not necessarily map perfectly onto quarters and actually what I've done recently is release myself from that. So I plan however the heck I want to in whatever chunks feel good at the time. At the moment I'm playing with the wheel of the year, so the pagan wheel of the year which has the solstices and the equinoxes and then the cross quarter festivals and those are roughly six weeks and actually I quite like that chunk of time and they generally fit into my thing although we've still got the weird August-September thing going on which is really frustrating. So I allow myself to play around with the way that I approach planning on a more ongoing basis. What I will always have is I will always have a monthly focus. So I use a Notion document that I've created, Notion template that I've created, that I love so much that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But one of the little boxes right up in the corner is okay, so this is the monthly focus. These are the things that we're focusing on this month. And just going back to that helps me manage what I'm doing and get my head around everything. So that's really super helpful as well. And then from that, I think what's really important with any plan is that you pull out the action. It's all going well having a beautiful planning ritual with tarot cards and candles and cake and whatever floats you bought. But if you're not actually transforming that into actions that you are taking in your business and in your life, it's not really going to do anything. So I think it's really helpful to sit down and look at your goals and intentions and whether that's business or life and actually say, right, so these are actions that I need to take to make this real, to make this happen, to achieve these things. And I think that's really powerful. And even just writing a list of actions can be so important and so, so helpful. Another thing around actions and around goals and things like that and intentions is to think about what is a project and what is an ongoing task. So this is something that I found really helpful for myself, is that some things will be more project-based and that they have a start and an end and that some things will be ongoing. So for example, setting up the Whole Heart of Business show was a project, doing the Whole Heart of Business show is ongoing. So setting up, so getting my podcast hosting set up, setting up my YouTube channel, like all of that was a project because there was a start and a finish. Whereas doing the Whole Heart of Business show is an ongoing thing that I do every single week. So helping see how those things fit together I found that really useful and you know it might be that for client getting activities there might be certain things that are project-based where let's say you want to run like a little promotion on your one-to-one offer and that's going to have a start and an end date and activities associated and actions associated with that but then there might be other ongoing things and I think for my brain it just makes sense to identify what different tasks are these things. And like I said before, I use a tool called Notion to help me manage all of this stuff. I'm in love with Notion. I really am. I know some people don't get it. And honestly, it took me quite a while to get it. And I am fairly techie minded, but it still took me quite a while to like really get it. And I had to watch some YouTube videos. But once I got it, oh my God, guys, it is incredible. <laughs> I organized my entire life on, in that program. It is amazing and what I I have like a whole kind of system set up around how I manage stuff and it's just super super helpful and I don't think it's massively complicated but it just really works for me and I think part of this is finding something that works for you around how you manage actions and how you manage all of this stuff connected to your business because no matter what stage of business you're at there is an organisational element which is going to help you grow your business. I think what's really important though is to find a way that works for you. Again, this is another big part of my whole business philosophy is you don't have to fight against your natural way of being. So if you're not, you know, a natural planner, not a natural organizer, that's fine. Just find something that works for you, that gets you like whatever minimum result you need to get out of that that is going to work for you basically. So I have a program called the Soul Centred Planning process, and there's lots of templates in that. There's like a, a longer training that we did live last year that you can watch again and kind of follow along with. But one of the things that I'm going to add in for this year is my notion templates. So if that's something that you think would be useful, they're going to be added into the source centered planning process and they're also going to be available separately as well. So look out for the links for that below. That will tell you where you can look at that, if there's something that you think would be helpful and with lots of um, encouragement to make it your own and to tweak it and stuff. But I hope that that's given you some things to think about. It's at the end of the day, you can sit down and plan at any point next year. You don't have to have this big thing done for this 1st of January. Go with the flow of who you are and what feels good and I think that's totally fine. I love the whole shebang and I find it just motivating and and grounding in a way as well. But if that's not you, that's totally fine. Just find a way of approach and planning that works. But I do think that thinking of those things that I've explained there can be useful in terms of just a bit of a process, I suppose, of of things to think about and consider. I'm going to link as well to a blog post that I did about how to plan for your coaching business a bit more generally. So I'll add that link as well and you can check out that and that has a little video that has more of a specific kind of process in it as well. So if you want to follow something like that, you can check out the link to that video as well but I hope that this has been helpful and this is the last podcast for a couple of weeks because I'm going to take a little Christmas break so I'm going to be back I'm going to do a 2021 review post for me and the stuff that's happened in the business and things like a bit of a behind the scenes thing so that will be coming out I think between Christmas and New Year so stay tuned for that but For now, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate it. I hope you have a fantastic time and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Bye.